Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talking, delicately created long form discussion of the international love of Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley. Your worm boy. Jasmine. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> and special guest, Mac. West. Emperor's Black Bones. Mm. Oh my god, we wrote Emperor's down the same thing. Bones. And it's me, Jake, the host for this episode. Uh, Jake's Black Bones. Nope. So yeah. glad to be here. Hey, you know what? Maybe that weird Twitter creep can tweet about my okay. black, black bones. bones. That will all make sense, everybody. I promise. I've been Twitter stalked. I'm famous now. <laughs> Guys, I'm so famous I had to tweet with 500 likes. It's probably the most tweets uh, of all time. <laughs> yeah, tweets be... of all time. Probably. We're talking, if you are a longtime listener to the show, you might remember two or three weeks ago, we talked about a book called Vector Prime. Vector we talked about Vector Prime, which is the first book in this series. If you haven't listened to that episode... Go listen to it. Yeah, or it's not. Fantastic. We'll recap the pertinent details, which is that Chewie dies. And <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. And some aliens come and kill a lot of people. Yeah. Riley. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> uh, somebody stole my credit card. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about this that. This has nothing to do with the book. Someone, How does that make you feel? Someone in New York, they live at... Oh, okay. New York, New York. Sure. Write them. Probably bleep that out. Nah, leave it in. People don't yeah. write our show. They're not going to write that guy. Anyway, he stole address. $50 worth of Chipotle food with my credit card. So That's an astonishing amount of Chipotle. Yeah. So I think I had, that guy uh, actually ate that and died, so you should be safe I now. should. Yeah, hopefully he's dead. So write him your condolences <laughs> to that address. His name is he Benjamin. I do know his name is Benjamin because that's the name he put on the order. Wow. With the card with my name on it. His, so. Benjamin. His I calling card, Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> so anyway, I had to now, cancel my card. So uh, Jasmine. Yes. What's happening in your life right now? We haven't checked in with our lives in a little bit. True. We've been talking about Star Wars like a bunch to. of idiots. Let's just talk about Star Wars. That sounds great right now. Cool. My news is that I broke my foot. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, not in a cool way. Because you know how people break their foot in a cool way. Yeah. <laughs> it's always really cool. Jumping off of a Death Star. Kicking a shark in the face. Yeah, that would be <laughs> during cool. During a Cheetos commercial. Yeah, during a Cheetos commercial. Also Dropping cool. a Cheeto on your foot so hard that it breaks. Those commercials are cool. That yeah, would be cool. you just so, kicked my broken foot. I'm, don't put your broken foot there. <laughs> I, I was really stretching it out there. That's, that's my own bad. So what did you do? So this is uh, sad. I I was in a parking garage downtown, and like I went to like pay my little Humble ticket. Humble yeah. I mean, listen, guys, sometimes when I'm downtown, I have to park in a parking garage and pay $20. Downtown. And we can insert that song. But <laughs> I uh, had to pay my little ticket thing, and I set my wallet on top of the thing because I'm, I don't know why. And I accidentally left it there. Oh, no. So I realized I went up there and I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And my dessert, too, that I was bringing oh, home for important. Christina. That yeah. was the important thing. So I ran down as fast as I could because I was like, oh my God, I'm downtown, so I was going to see my wallet. Tripped down the stairs, broke my foot. I knew instantly that I broke it. I could feel it break and was like, crap, now we have to go to the hospital. But I was by myself, so I had to- Did you get your wallet? I did. That's good. Yeah, so that's great. And I got to spend all my money in my wallet on an emergency room. (laughs) Mr. Myrtle got it. Yeah, you know what? It might have been, what's his name? Benjamin. Benjamin. Do you think that he, uh, (laughs) like, is a fan of the show? I hope so. Benjamin, if you're listening, not cool. But- 
Come on the show. Come on the show. Talk to me about why you stole my credit card. Do you number. think Benjamin's a guy that told like me that I'm not loyal to my friends or family? On Twitter? <laughs> I think that is Benjamin Sipe. Let's talk about that. We had a viral tweet. By viral, I mean a guy. No, you had a viral tweet. It blew up, dude. Listen, it's from our main account. It's from all of us. Yes, yeah, from all of us. We're but a family. That like Jake has so control over. <laughs> you guys could log in whenever you want. <laughs> I don't remember the. Log I don't in remember it because Isaac had to give it to me. Yeah, like he bequeathed it unto me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I tweeted something. It randomly got like 500 Random likes, which is 490 more likes than our tweets normally get. Yep. <laughs> and uh, that was surprising. But because it was about The Last Jedi, there was a bunch of mean people arguing about it. Yeah. And one person said that the issue with Jake is that he has no sense of loyalty to his friends or family. <laughs> which is a crazy thing to hear from a stranger. Well, so I funny. can't say that it's not true. I so Being funny. a friend. Oh, wow. I feel strongly that it's not true. I feel it's like I am true. loyal to my friends or family. First off, that's a joke. It's not true and it's creepy and it's weird. You should stop. So oh, okay. So stop. here's what he said. I, I took a screenshot out of it because I was worried that he'd delete it. Worried. Worried. And I, he says, one of the many issues with Jake is that he is devoid of loyalty to his family <laughs> slash friends. That was the exact wording. Now, it, my theory is that he meant to say Luke. He did. I, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened because he was tweeting a lot of things about Luke. And I can see how autocorrect could, well, how could do that. Well, how is Luke devoid of loyalty? D- well, that's a whole other discussion. His family and his friends to go live on a planet like a hermit by himself. Yeah. I guess so. But, you know, that happens True. sometimes. We believe that on this sometimes show. Sometimes you got to so do that. Devoid of loyalty. Yeah, right. listen. He didn't think he was right. doing the right thing. Everybody okay, has to be right all the time in movies <laughs> and agree with what I think. Yes. So that's what's been happening. We yeah. Got a lot of likes on a tweet. Got a lot didn't of likes. Didn't a huge boost in listeners, going to be honest. And I broke my foot. Riley lost some money on Chipotle. Uh, now, good news. I called Chipotle and they did refund the $50. So You didn't call your bank? You called Chipotle? I called the bank and they said, you have to call Chipotle first <laughs> no, before what? you can. Nonsense. Yes. Pure Seriously. nonsense. They're like, they're like, we won't, you can't dispute you it with us. Is your bank you like a man named them. Jeff? Yes. The I do. banking clan disagrees <laughs> with that. I do bank with a man named Jeff and Jeff was like, you got to call Chipotle <laughs> before I can. I don't really have computers where it works. You Riley, so. I don't think so. Like, but you know, shout out to chipotle they uh i i emailed them because they have no phone number they called me the next day irresponsible i know they called me the next day weirdos and they're like so what happened i'm like someone used my account to order something and like okay well here's 50 dollars. i'm like thanks so we're talking about star wars (laughs) sequel to vector prime which riley what is that book called this book is called take a deep breath here's (laughs) here's it's a long one oh my goodness Here's and start with Star Wars. What it is called? Onslaught. Nope, Your phone is Wars. huge, by the no, way. No, this is not my phone. <laughs> oh, this is my sorry. tablet. Here's how it appears on my tablet. That's your tablet? Onslaught. It's a tiny little tablet. It's a tiny tablet, but a very large, <laughs> a large phone. It's, it's not desirable for either. It says, Onslaught, Star Wars Legends, The New Jedi Order, Dark Tide 1, Dark- Star Wars. Is how it is. <laughs> that is Too much. how. Okay, let's break that this down. That's right. how it let's is break this on down. my phone. The Star step Wars, can we all agree that that's okay? That's that's fine. Star Wars is that's okay. Fine. I the, like the Star Wars part. I like the okay, series. Okay, we're all with Okay, New Jedi Order. Yeah, I'm into sure, it. Sure, that's the okay, series we're yeah, talking about. We have, we're talking about whole it's series. It's part of the series. Okay, yeah. Dark Tide. We're getting into more words than I would prefer in a title of a book. Onslaught. Yeah. I think we get rid of the Dark Tide one, because it's not just Dark Tide, it's Dark Tide one. Right. Yeah. Get rid of that and just make it be Onslaught. Onslaught. Yes. Are these two that tied together? I haven't read the third one yet. I haven't Well, either. nothing really happens in the first one, so yes. What? Yeah, Jake doesn't one? like the first one. What? What? But Jake this was one? Con- team this, fine. Wait, wait. The first one. <laughs> you mean the first one? By the, you mean this one? I mean this one. 
Part one on Part one of the second book. Well, part one of the second book. Do you mean Victor book. Prime or do you mean this No, one? no, no. I mean, I'm going to be very clear. I, I mean Star Wars New Jedi Order, Dark Tide 1, Onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> that's very specific and I thank you. Yes, that's what I mean. So let's clarify for the listeners. In this series, there are like sub-series within it. There are like comic book type arcs. Yes. So yeah. There was Vector Prime, which is the first book. Right. The second book is called Dark Tide Part One. Because they're both written by Stackpole, right? I think they're written the by Dark Michael Tides Stackpole. are both Stackpole. Yeah. What do both you guys think about him? Can I interject? What do you guys think about him? Well, as a writer, let's, as a writer. let's uh, get Jasmine's opinion. What do you think of Michael Stackpole's work on this book? Well, here's the thing. Uh, sure. <laughs> what listening. do you think about this book? Um, I'm gonna go at the approach that I'm the one you still have to convince to read these books. <laughs> Damn, I thought we did it last time. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we convinced you the first I time. I felt like I, we did a good job. I went home and I just got very sad about you, everything and I just didn't want to read it. <laughs> well, <laughs> and now I feel bad. Do that like, doesn't sound like our can fault. Ask, can I ask you a question? As maybe a, it was. You know, maybe as a fan of the show, can mm-hmm. I, can I, I am a fan of the show. Can I ask a question? Do you <laughs> like audiobooks? I don't. You don't like yeah. audiobooks. I hate audiobooks. Like audiobooks. I hate audiobooks. What and if I got you, do you like a it when copy people think of the things? book and you can read it at your leisure? I have a copy of she the book. She owns a physical <laughs> copy of the book. And you can just put one in each the hand. The sad thing is I... <laughs> just <laughs> The sad thing is I own half of the series. And you've I never just, read them. I've read Traitor. Can't and be I've read Star by Star. Did you like Not Traitor? committed to the podcast. I she loves Traitor, Traitor, I think. Traitor was amazing. Star by Star so, is really good, but it's like a thousand pages, so I got okay. to like page 700 and stopped. Oh, okay. you're so close. Gotcha. I know. Man, you were uh, really has anybody else read Traitor? Yes, it's my favorite Star Wars it's book the, of all time. It's your favorite it's Star so Wars good. book. Would you say Vector Prime is worth reading since you have read Traitor? I mean, I think this whole series so far is worth reading, and I'm only oh, two books God. in. Spoiler Riley, alert. Stop being so nice. And just <laughs> I love this series. Once in your life. Look, I'm going to read them, guys. Just I think... I read I read Traitor without reading any other New Jedi Order book, and I loved it. Okay. But I, I love Vector Prime, Prime too. Great. Yeah. I think, it, to me, it's the best Star Wars book I've ever read. It's Whoa! So Quick takes from our special guest, oh, Mac man. from Super yeah. Movie Ball, the podcast. <laughs> So you like... Thanks for interrupting me, by the way. It was awesome. I was interrupting you to let you talk. Oh, thank you. It makes sense. <laughs> but can I interrupt you, though? Sure. That's what I was going to have you do. But I don't want to. Talk. Go ahead. Okay. Go. Well, I was going to talk to Mac, but he doesn't want to. I uh, I think we're going to convince Jasmine to read one of these books. One of, these one of the 19... Don't let... We have a lot of chances. Stupid <laughs> double act. <laughs> like, take away. It's... it's I, I think it's, it's some of the best stuff in Star Wars. It's really good. Um, I don't want to oversell it too much because that can happen, and you're just like too late. It build, builds up, but I I really enjoy it because I'm skeptical because I, I most of the EU I'm not sold on. Okay, uh, e- let's be- get your uh, opinions like as a uh, as a the guest on the trilogy show before Vector before I read Be- Vector Prime Vector Prime yeah Vector Vector Prime and Vector Prime it's a double act <laughs> yeah sure nice little tie together but I like the Thrawn trilogy. Um, I thought it was decent, and I thought it was. You know, a good like uh, add-on it's to solid. Star Wars. It's very solid, and I and I, th- I enjoyed it. I've read the uh, Bounty Hunter series. I've read the Han Solo trilogy. Oh I've wow! Read, I, I haven't read everything of the EU, but I've read some stuff. But until I listened to your episode, and you guys really sold me on it, but you guys mm. undersold it. You I guys, wish we could have sold our oh, fellow wow. host. You know what I love? You undersold it because yeah. it was so good. I read that. I listened to the audiobook, and then I actually got the book, and I Somebody read right it. in front of our faces complimenting our show. Wow. It feels it's great. So it good. feels good. It's so good. We should good. do this every week. <laughs> I love it. It's some of the best stuff in Star Wars. It's not perfect by any means, 
means, but R.A. Salvatore is, I like his prose. It was such an easy read. I read it in two days. Do you? I, I am a very slow reader. I have to yeah. admit, I'm a very I slow reader. I must be slower than you then, because I just, that's part of my problem. Oh, I don't think, oh uh, man. That's I why I listen really to slow. the audiobooks like a cheater. I have to look too. at my underwear to read my name, so. I would like to ask is you a question. Calvin Klein? Now I have two That's questions. That's a reference to a movie, old, old movie called Back to the you Future. Not, not people, kind of many people heard of that. It's been lost to time, it's unfortunately. <laughs> Bob Gale, Robert Zemeckis. Shout out, friends of the show. Shout out Do to Bob Zemeckis. Do you think that R.A. stands for really awesome, Salvatore? I'm going to smack the glasses right off your face. Good luck. I'm pretty quick on my one foot. <laughs> okay. One, one foot Jake. Yeah, one foot Jake. <laughs> I used to be two feet Jake, and I am not anymore. So this second book. Yes, in the series. In the series. I had something I was going to say last week that I forgot about. Mm-hmm. My uh, memory last week wasn't working so good <laughs> once we got into things. I don't. It's hard to explain why. It's weird. Yeah, really weird. But because we talked about like this series wasn't super beloved by the fans. Like I, I At know the time, you yeah. talked about. The fact that a lot really? of people like read the first book, oh, gave yeah. up on it. Chewie dies, they're out. Yeah, and my so dad good. didn't finish it. Yeah, really? people are too like consumed by the thought of these icon- iconic characters never having anything bad to them actually happen. That when something bad happens, then they not give up. Characters, then that's hard yeah, to that's, relate to yeah. now with the Last Jedi being. Yeah, no one's and like that anymore. And <laughs> good thing. What I was going to say was, like, if you were someone who's like, oh, okay, there's this new Star Wars series, I'll read that. The prequels I don't love, but this is about Han, Luke, and Leia. Well, it's also, it's like the Infinity War of book series. And it's so steeped in lore, it'd be really hard to jump into this with no knowledge of the EU. In this series, it and it lasts so long, and... Yes. Literally, no character is safe throughout it. So, like, I know people who stopped That's at the fun. first book. I think so, too. Um, I know people who stopped at the first book and they were done. I know people who stopped at a, a certain book halfway through. Right. Because they thought it was a very stupid choice that happens in that book. So they quit and never read another EU book again. But I don't... What's Boy, the point what I if heard there's in high no school, stakes? Because I was in high school when this book came out. And people oh. were... I'm old. So, uh, well, that was the last year of my high school. So, people told me, like, yeah, dude, stupid. Uh, Chewbacca gets killed by a planet, crushes his head. It's dumb. And so, I was like, oh, man, that's dumb. Yeah. And I was like, this is Yeah, if you Wars? just say it that way, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what You happens. know what? If you say anything in that voice, it sounds kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, Darth Vader uh, kills Obi-Wan. It's so dumb. Death, death, death. Uh, Mozart's stupid. He, like, makes music. He makes you think. Oh, I play my piano. Oh. God. No, but, like, they seriously said it like that, and I was like, uh, because I wasn't really into the EU books that much. I wasn't against them, I just wasn't into them, I was into other stuff at the time. You didn't have the feeling of, if you're not with me, you're my enemy, and not me. Okay, I would like to, oh wait, so I had a thing I was going to say, no. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. up. Oh no. Okay, Emperor's Black Bones, did I enjoy this book? Um, You can't just say that. Shut up. (laughs) Never read this series, so everything is fresh to me. So, like, I, I did. I, I've He's never... reading off of a thing. Yeah, don't act like this is coming off the dome. This I, isn't I even. I never his... said that it was. <laughs> this him. isn't even his real thoughts. I... <laughs> I stole this from Jake. I snatched his phone out of his hand. Anyway, no, but what were you reading? I think this. Uh... Shut up! You always have to just like underline and passive aggressively undercut everything I say. I don't think it's passive. I just think that this book is uh, has the unfortunate task of following up like one of the best Star Wars books ever written. I don't think it's the best, but it's one of the best. It also has the unfortunate 
problem of being written by Michael Stackpole and not R.A. Salvatore. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. I think he should have written more books, probably the first three or five, maybe. Yeah. Something like Michael that. Michael Stackpole? No. No, 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 Salvatore. no, no. R.A. Salvatore. So one thing that's kind of weird about um, Michael Stackpole is that he is one of the real brain trusts behind this project. Like, he developed the arc of this entire 19-book series, which is going to be a 30-book series. So you would think that he would have a real handle on it, but I, I think well, that maybe yeah. he's more of a George Lucas where he's better at the ideas than the execution he of the ideas. He always falls back on the same problem, and it's got two words. Margin. Corin Horn. Bullet. Oh. He falls back. He, Can we talk about he made Corrin Horn, He made Corin Horn in the X-Wing series. He invented is he related it. to Horn Dog and the Kit? Yes, he is related to Horn Dog <laughs> and the Kit. Shout out to Horn Dog and the Kit. Yeah. Coming at you in the morning. Traffic's really bad on the I-70. But Horn Dog and the Kit. He made Corin Horn the most Mary Sue character of all time. Wow, really flipping. The... Shout out to Mary Sue. Nothing's you owe me wrong with him, though, because he's a white male. Exactly, but like seriously, he was a cop. Not Gary. just a cop. He was like one of the best cops to ever exist. And then he quit being a cop because he didn't like the Empire, so he became a rebel. And guess what? He's also like one of the best pilots of all time. Yeah. But wait a minute, what is this? He also can use the Force, and he turns into <laughs> one of the best Jedi of all time. It's amazing how this he's, all happened okay, for Corrin Horn. That. He's not one of the best Jedi ever. He's one of those boring Jedi of all time. He is, according and to I'm Michael Stackpole, he according, is That's what I'm saying. According to Stackpole, he always comes yeah. up as like the best of the best. I, he I do does like, a thing at the beginning of this book that is really not very impressive and everyone's like that was very impressive i do like here's what i like about corin horn i like in the this use book. of manila folders i could he almost died i like that is cool too but i you do like, like rice cakes? that oh great i like rice cakes too this is the first time we see that not all jedi are the same because corin horn cannot use telekinesis like he's just oh, bad yeah, at I it he okay. can't do it okay quick aside yeah since when do we just just call it telekinesis, telekinesis or I know. TK? I know. That's what they Star call Wars? it in this book. That, I wrote I that down. Yeah. I don't like that. He said, I'm not, Corin Hort at one point says, I'm just not good at TK. And I'm yeah, like, what is this trash? Yeah, That's bad. Or like trash crap with a K. Cool. With a K. Okay. This is like, it's like, some bad, <laughs> it's like some bad cyberpunk sci-fi novel. I'm bad at TK. But it's I like, like, like the idea, RPG. TK aside, I like the idea behind it that some Jedi are better at uses of the Force than others. Because he's really good at using like That's mind fine. tricks use and stuff. Use different terminology. Yes, I agree. I think TK is dumb to call it TK. Oh, yeah. but Especially in Star Wars. Yeah. So anyway. They have special words for literally everything force else. Force, force, choke. Let's maybe we could but give no, a quick. Telekinesis and hot chocolate. Those have to those stay. Have, <laughs> they have to stay. <laughs> and Luke with two U's. Luke yes. with two U's. Luke. <laughs> Luke. Um, oh, someone else do the plot by plot this time because plot by plot. Jasmine, give us the plot, plot by, by plot. plot. Yeah, Even Jasmine, though you literally didn't read someone the book. Someone dies. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> someone does die. You're not wrong. Who dies? I forget. Yeah. Uh, Leia's Nogri bodyguard. Oh, I, that I guess you, I did remember that. you that. said died in Vector Prime, but you were wrong. I was so You're insistent wrong. upon a wrong You were thing. so insistent. I know. Okay. She was uh, pretty broken up about it, too. Who's pulling up the plot synapses? I don't... You find it, because I don't have it. Okay. This There's not a whole lot that happens in this. So, basically, the Yuuzhan Vaughn are invading on the Star Wars galaxy. 
and they're taking out the outer rim and the the republic senate is just like it's not happening Bleh. and so the you know all the old school rebel people you know there's no more rebels but all the you know leia han luke they're like we got to do something about this we're hands on we got to do something about this so they try to do something about it um because the Yuzhan Vaughn's not really aware of what's going on with uh, the rebels and the Republic encroaching on their territory. But we get the different groups. We get like Mara Jade and Anakin Solo. We get like Luke and Jason Solo. We get like Jaina. She's with Rogue Group. Uh, so cool. It's so awesome. We get Leia. She's kind of doing her own thing. And Han's just feeling sorry for himself. So they're, they're, it's basically just – there's not a whole lot going on. It's basically kind of world building. But they're just kind of fighting for ground at this point. Mm-hmm. This movie – this movie. This book should be called Fighting for Ground because mm-hmm. that's all this is. There's not a whole lot of story. It should be called looking – There's a lot of – Getting there's, Gathering Intel, the book. Exactly. There's, there's Gathering Intel and there's – Character building and world building. That's it. There's no. There's not a whole lot of story and plot and movement forward no. of the conflict. I would agree. Yeah. Um, you're wrong because the actual plot summary is this. It was a perilous time <laughs> for the new republic. Hi, <laughs> you set me up. He so set you up. Hardcore. He set you up so bad. There. <laughs> he was like, put your head down. I'm gonna put the guillotine. And you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna let Jasmine read for the love Here's of God. Here's the plot. It is a perilous time for the new republic. Just when unity is needed most, mistrust is on the rise. Even the Jedi feel the strain as rogue elements rebel against Luke Skywalker's leadership. When alien invaders known as the Yuzam Vong strike without warning, the New Republic is thrown on the defensive. Luke must wield all the awesome powers of a Jedi Master to defeat the gravest threat since Emperor Palpatine. As Leia Organa Solo and Gavin Darklighter lead desperate refugees in a fighting retreat from Yuzam Vong forces, Mara Jade Skywalker, Jedi Apprentices Jason and Anakin Zolo, and Jedi Knight Corrin Horn find themselves tested as never before by a faceless, implacable foe determined to smother the light of the New Republic forever beneath a shroud of darkest Turin. evil. Of darkest evil. Darkest, darkest evil. evil. Come to be on, fair, mine, mine was better. You know what? I agree. Because that <laughs> made it seem like a lot more happened than it actually did. happened. It did. There was not that much happening. Yeah. That's so, but don't be don't be misled. This is a, a a good book. It's a solid book. It is solid. It's do you solid feel there's a lot of good conversations? Do you feel that Michael Stackpole yeah. had unsurpassed action and imagination in his book? No, well, not on this one. That's what the publisher said. Michael Stackpole is <sighs> he is literally He's like above... a stack of poles. Fine. <laughs> That's how I feel about a stack of poles. <laughs> I ate uh, Stackpole I... up when I was little. Gross. Because I read the X-Wing series several times. Ah, yes. And he created a lot of characters that I love and wrote a lot of books that I love. But I don't think he's great. No. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I think Cornhorn sucks. Can I give a <laughs> quick, brief detail before After me, because I'm the guest. Sure. Show some respect. Okay, so here's the thing. Michael Stagpole is, uh, I would say he's serviceable, but he's better than that. I think he's a good writer. He's not a great writer. I think he is better than serviceable. Serviceable is just like a uh, really good fan fiction. Someone who gives service. Um, it's really good like fan fiction, but for this, it's he's a competent writer, but he engages you somehow. He engages you. But R.A. Salvatore is just, with his prose and his technique, is just amazing. And it's kind of like the like Dark Knight 
Dark Knight Returns. It's like no one really likes Dark Knight Returns because Dark Knight is so good. That's the only thing I can compare it to. It's called Rises, but let's... Um... That, well, that's what I meant. And you interrupted me, and then you edited that in last minute. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what happened. So the only thing I was going to say about Michael Sackville was that in, in that interview that I talked about on the last New Jedi Order episode, he said that his publisher or his agent said yes to him doing the X-Wing series before he even knew about it. Oh. His publisher was like, oh, Star Wars, of course, he's going to do that. He's and then he yes. was like, what? What am I doing? Mm. So I know that you said that his books were not as good as the second half of the series. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because he didn't want to He didn't to know do he it. was going to do it? Yeah. Could be. And they're still good books. Mm -hmm. It's just his... Honestly, I think Stackpole's problem is Corin Horn. He won't stop writing about that idiot. <laughs> And it's him. It's and him. he looks like corn horn. I, I know, and that's the problem. But like, it's the insert Gavin character. Darklighter is in this book. I like Gavin Darklighter yes, a lot. I have that. He's a chill bro. He's good in this book. He's good in the X Wing series, and he's a Stackpole creation. Stackpole can write well. Shout out to Crefe. Shout out to Crefe. But oh yeah, yeah. But he relies so much on Corn Horn, who I just cannot stand as a character. Yeah, he is uh, a butt. Now the the I, I guess I don't I, think we need to uh, get into a plop by plop synopsis of the book. There's not a whole lot of plop. There's not a lot of plop. There's not not a lot of plop. But can I get? Can your... I just say I enjoy plop? A good plop. Sure. A good plop. Everyone good loves plop. A essential plop. to any book. <laughs> what do you? What was your takeaway from this book, Riley? Because I know that you you are just like into the Yuzhen Vong. Yeah, I think this series is going to be. About the kids, the solo kids. That's one hundred percent accurate. And I like that because so far, all of them are really interesting characters in these books. Um, they are so they're, much more interesting. And that three... sounds familiar. That it's going to be about the new generation of heroes. I know. It sounds great, huh? The new Jedi Order. And I'm excited. I mean, there is a reason this is called the New Jedi Order, not. Oh. Invasion or the Vong or something like that, you know. So I'm excited Imagine for. Imagine if it was called the Vong. The Vong, I know. <laughs> Star Wars, the Vong. <laughs> but seriously, they named it New Jedi Order because I think that's going to be the main focus of this. When we come out of this, we're going to have a New Jedi Order in place with these three spoilers. Maybe not these three in charge of the wow. New Jedi Order. Yeah, that, that's spoilers for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, one in three chance. <laughs> of you guessing what I'm saying, so. I think this series doesn't work if they are the same three kids from the Young Jedi Knight series. Right. But because right off the bat with Vector Prime, and it continues in this book, they are three very distinct characters with distinct personalities going through their own struggles. I think this series is going to work because I feel like it kind of hinges on those three. And also connected in a way that <clears throat> um, most protagonists are not in yeah. Star Wars canon because we, we didn't talk about it in the Vector Prime episode, but... In one of the climactic like space battles in Vector Prime, the solo kids, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin, kind of like form a force Megatron. Like they yeah. they <laughs> form their They all they connect. Like mind, yeah, they mind meld they kind mind of meld. all three of them at once and they're acting as one. They're acting as one unit and they blow up all the things and That's it's really beautiful. amazing it's really cool that. it was super cool it was amazing it was really cool and it was a new kind of force use uh but yes. you know like a, a lot of like luke and um leia and han are very different people mm -hmm. 
so same thing with Ray, Finn, and Poe. Yeah. But these are all siblings, and they are very and knowingly connected right off the bat, which is different. They don't always dynamic. get along, but right. they're always working together, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. like this book, it. I I wish it would do more. And explaining about the worlds and the creatures and the species and the different relationships between all the different characters a little more. But they're trying to serialize serialize this. Like they're trying to yeah. make it into a series. And I understand that. So they're trying to piecemeal everything. They don't out want to, to give you. everything about the Vong away yeah, in this first. And, or not the Vong beginning. or like all the different relationships or like they don't explain everything quite right about stuff. Like sometimes I'm like, well, wait a second. This seems like a big thing, but I'm not. I don't under. I don't fully. You're like, why did that happen? Right. And then in the next book, it's like, oh, yeah, we should check oh, up on that thing. Why. And it's. You know, like the thing about Mara being sick is yes. not really explained in, no. in the beginning. Completely inexplicable. She's just sick. Yes. We're like, wait, why is Mara? In, sick? in this book, you do you start to get a little bit of a clue yeah. about why it is because yeah. she realizes by the end of this book that she needs to she needs to be using the force. She's been resting and not using the force, and that's made the disease get worse. And whenever really she's connected that. to yeah, the force, I really love that. The force is helping her combat the disease. Yeah. Really cool. Idea. I really Very love cool. that point. Mara Jade is great in this book. She really is. She doesn't get a whole lot to do in Vector We're Prime. We're talking to Jasmine right now. I'm talking. Yeah. To, I'm oh, pointing okay. at Jasmine. Okay. I'm not a big fan of Mara Jade. Get Boo. out. <laughs> Lower your hand and stop talking. Let's finish this. <laughs> nice. uh, this has been delicately curated. Discussion of Mac. He's gonna leave now. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I I don't hate her. I just I've never been sold on her. But these books are starting to sell, especially this oh, one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I it, just getting back to what I like about the book and, and don't dislike it or dislike is um, I have to agree with Isaac is that action scenes in books are very boring. Shout out to Isaac, rest in Papa. Yes, we know. Um, but in this series, in the first one, Vector Prime, and in this one, Onslaught. The action scenes I can picture them in my head better than I can picture other actions. They're pretty books. good. Yeah, because sometimes you you they write action scenes and you're like I have no idea what's going on. You're you're talking about this and they're doing turns and mm -hmm. I think I, I got uh, nothing. But it's very it's easy to visualize. It's exciting and it's powerful and it's purposeful. It moves the plot and the story and forward and and it creates some character moments as well. That's why Stackpole is a good choice, right? That's what I was about to say. I was yeah. gonna say you got to give credit to Stackpole on that He's because the Rogue Squadron books could have been very bad if you had someone who could not describe action very well because. Yeah. It's literally all dogfights. That's all the action right. in those books. <laughs> right. And that could be incredibly boring if you're not very good at describing it. But as a kid, I was able to visualize what he was talking about in those books yeah. and, and compare, what the action seemed like. Compare that to Splinter of the Mind's Eye, <laughs> where oh, it's the God. most boring are just happening recitation like, of yeah. like electronic readouts on their screens. And you're like, this is meaningless. This yeah. is just that nonsense. Is, that is seventies. Right. There's no TV. There's no internet. Prose. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. There's nothing to distract you. And it's like you gotta read this book. What are you gonna do? This is the only. This thing. is the what only Star Wars. Book? Read this by your you don't have by your creativity. lantern <laughs> at night before you go and work in the fields. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is. Um, what did you think the seventies were like? <laughs> you said there was no TV, which was not true. But. <laughs> So I was just kind of playing off of that. I meant there was like three channels compared to today. <laughs> I think that back then, people literally uh, listened okay, to sure. a radio. So the... What's this book about? Yeah, it's not about anything. <laughs> okay, so I, I think what this book is really about is... Han is a mess without Chewie. That's what it's about. Not really. 
It's he. That we don't get much. Uh, we don't get much. We don't get much Han in this. What? But when he is there, he is. he's a mess. The book he's is not mess. about that. No, but that is it's true. not about that. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I wish it was more about Han, honestly. Which I think that's. <laughs> I think that's coming up. But this book it only deals with Han a little bit. This book mainly has three fronts. There are yes. three things happening. There's Mara Jade and Anakin who go to Dantooine. Best stuff. Best stuff. Yeah. There's Jason and Luke who go to this planet called Belkaden, which is like the first planet that the that the Yuzhen Vong invaded. Also best yeah, stuff. That's like the research outpost where like the first attack <clears throat> yes. happened in Vector Burn. So they're going to see if they can figure anything out about the Yuzhen Vong. What's the lady's name? Danny, Danny Quee. Quee, yes. Oh, Quee. That's the, Quee. that's the person that's there. She's not in the audiobook to... like at all. Not at all. She's in the actual book a lot. There's a lot of scenes with her and Jaina and it I just like didn't Dr. make Pace. the audiobook. Does anybody like Dr. Pace? Dr. Pace. I Dr. Don't remember. Pace. Oh, yeah, She's Dr. The archaeologist, Pace. archaeologist. I was okay. bummed out because I thought she was the old lady from Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and I got excited <laughs> when they first introduced her. Oh, and she really? wasn't, and I was like, oh, I don't care. So Dr. Pace what? is involved. I like her. She's kind of like... Nah. Really? Well, let's hear the All third right. front. The, the third front is Corrin Horn and Ganner. The, the book calls Ganner. him... The, uh, the audiobook calls him Risode. It's Rysode. Later in later audiobook, like in Trader, he's in Trader and his name is Rysode, so I don't know why they call him Rysode. It's because they, they got Orson Welles, the oldest <laughs> man in the world, to narrate this book. He has no idea what he's talking about. Ganner is boring, but not as boring as Corn. Now in True. but I keep heard, it, keep I, your eye on Ganner. Okay, I heard Ganner's gonna get better. Keep your eye on Ganner. I, I have the internet. Ganner has a really good art. He's a Ganner, not a Shanner. Shout out to Shannon Merck. Sure. Um, <laughs> So, Ganner, you. keep you got to keep your eye on Ganner because he sucks. But that's his arc. Is he starts out this as a piece of crap? Book, yeah, this, this is, is his, his first introduction, yes. and it's not a very good introduction. No, because he sucks. Because he's yeah. he's kind of interchangeable with Corrin. There, yes, there's a there's a war in all of these books. There's a war going on between Luke's style of the Jedi Order and Kip Duran's style of the Jedi Order. They always talk about the, the those two guys are kind of at odds about what the Jedi should be. Ganner is on. Um, Kip Duran's side, where they think it's more about action and power, more and using, freewheeling, more freewheeling, using the force as a weapon. Luke reckless. is reckless, yes, <laughs> and Luke is more on the side of caution, using the force only when you need to. Mm-hmm. And on his side, you've got like Corrin Horn, and Jason's kind of there, but Jason's going like even further than Luke wants to go with the yeah. whole thing. Anakin kind of changes in this book from one side where he thinks you should use the force, you know. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? As a weapon? As a weapon, yeah, and just weapon. like just use it all the time. If you have it, as you might tool. as well use it mm-hmm. as, as a tool. an advisor, as they say. Yeah, but by the end of this book, Anakin's kind of on the camp of like, I'm only going to use the Force when I want to use, when I need to yeah. use it. Because I like Anakin's arc in this one. Yeah. yeah, in this book. Let's talk about the characters. I mean, yes. So Mara is sick. And Mara dying and for dying. some reason, we do not really know why. She has Question. some disease. Sure. How pregnant is she? Not at all. Zero not degrees all. Zero of pregnancy okay. is happening. Where they have, well, they have not mentioned pregnant? it. For some reason, I was thinking she got pregnant before this entire series started. Yeah. So oh. I don't know. They haven't mentioned her being pregnant. Okay. So no, maybe she is. Maybe that'll be a reveal. I that the sickness was going to be that she was pregnant. Well, and then in this book, I was like, oh, no. In this book, she's like, oh, no, she's actually sick. What do you think about the teams of people, like the dynamics and how they split up? I think it was a good. I think it was a good split. I like. Yes. Luke and Jason needed to be together. I mean, when you told me when you said Luke and Jason, I'm like, oh, that's got to be some good stuff. Jason's there going is. through some it stuff. Is. There's a dramatic there's, reading that I want to get to eventually oh, about really? with I'm Luke sure and Jason. It's there's the one there's that a tie. Mara and Anakin is my f- personal favorite. Yeah. But so if somebody said, nah, Luke and 
Jason is that's my favorite. I wouldn't argue with that I'm, because I'm, they're both really good. What if I made you argue? Mara, Mara, and Mara Anakin. and Anakin. Okay. Sorry, Mar- Mara is so. I love it that her and Luke are so close, and yet she is so different from Luke because she's giving advice to people. She's giving advice to Anakin that I don't think Luke would. No, totally no. different advice. Totally different I, advice, but it's it's valid advice and it's helpful for Anakin. Okay, so but I it's like this, it's so cool. It's really is. It's very familiar familiar and it's like very student, familiar. Familia. Fam- me familia. It's student teacher, it's she's the aunt. You know what I mean? She's the aunt and you feel like they're family. The cool aunt. And she questions her they literally but are. it's a cool aunt. So it's motherly, <laughs> but it's like you're not my kid, so I don't really need you to be like straight line. I get to send you home. After I'm done here. But I, also get I didn't to, think about that. That's true. <laughs> but I also get to shoot it to you straight. Yeah. I can shoot it to you straight. Yeah. Sort of like a peer, but I'm not your peer. So I can just be like, eh, yeah, you know, you're doing this and doing that. But is that the right thing? Go you home know? to your sad dad. You know, <laughs> the, she, is that right? And, and sort of Luke does the same thing with Jason, but it's more of a teacher-student thing. Whereas Mara and Anakin, it's more like... What are you doing? Like, come on, dude. You can't do that. Like, you need to think about what you're doing. And I think that's a great dynamic, essentially, especially when where they end up. Because where Jason end up, ends up in the, later in the series and where Anakin ends up, it's very fitting that they have different mentors throughout this. Especially in this book. Yeah, we, we should say that at the beginning of this book, Jason uh, just comes to Luke and says straight up that he is not sure if he wants to be a Jedi anymore. Yeah, uh, he wants. He, he thinks that the Jedi are using the Force selfishly, uh, that they're using it as a as a weapon to wield, and he doesn't want to be a Jedi anymore. And then after that, he has to go out on this assignment with Luke. There, my perhaps my favorite line in a Star Wars book I've ever uh, read yes, I'm excited to hear is this. in this book. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. It hit me out, and it's here. Amara Jade line. She's talking with Anakin about. The way, because we keep saying he he wants to use it as a sword, but I don't even think that's fair. He wants to use it as like a baseball bat, like a blunt instrument. Like he's not even, he just does everything with the force. Like she catches him while they're setting up camp on Dantooine. Mm -hmm. She catches him like using the force to lift boxes and to set up the camp and everything like that. Well, it's a really appropriate parallel to Anakin Skywalker, who uses yes. the Force to like lift pairs and stuff. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Like an excessive That's use and, and yeah. reliance on the Force. Hmm. So she sees him doing that, and she they have a long discussion about if you're if you're relying too much on the Force, are you going to weaken yourself in other areas of your life? So this is like sort of when he starts. And by the end of this book, he's decided to take the path where he's only going to use the Force if he needs to, like Luke does. Because she use, uses Luke as an example, and she asks like how much she sees, how much Anakin sees Luke using the Force outright these mm-hmm. days, and he goes, "Well, I guess not much, not since the war ended. Luke doesn't really use the Force when in like showy displays anymore." She says, "Correct, not since he realized that using the Force so directly cut him off from the more subtle aspects of it." Mara looked up, her gaze searching his face. You can't hear a whisper if you're constantly shouting. And using the force the way you do is the same as always shouting. Yes. Yep. I, I knew that was going to be your favorite. Line. I love that line. That line was so, so good. good. That's why their st- interaction is the best. <laughs> yeah. Mara's getting too much of a good thing. <laughs> she No, she is. She's getting too much. She's getting too much rest. She's getting, like, trying to rest too much. Um, it works into the theme that through the books, the first book and this book, and it's also the status of the galaxy. The galaxy has had too much rest, you guys. 
stay with me on this. Sounds like you're it's reading called, something. It is. It's called. I'm old. I have <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mac, read. are you reading? I just don't want people to think that you're coming up with all these thoughts off the top of your yeah, head. Like, like you're that. so smart. I'm not smart. I'm not smart. <laughs> yes, I had to think about. The, I was listening to the book. As long as you admit it first. I'm not, as long as you admit it. Dude, I don't care. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I'm but just I'm just saying that I didn't get these from anybody else. These are my own stupid thoughts. Okay. Well, but we'll I did type write it into plagiarism.com and we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to Google search But these I did thoughts. write them down that this is Star Wars. So, like, it's wars. The emphasis on wars. So, it's about finding oneself. That's what this book is about. Staying true to oneself and who, buddy is, who one is and standing up and fight. That's Mara's, like, she says, she's like, she says to Luke, she's like, I've had too much rest. I'm a fighter. I need the challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's, you, you just said it. You said it better than I could say it, but I wanted to just concur with what, what you said. And that, that line kind of worries Luke, I like as well. Like it when, does. when, when she says that to him, he's like, it, it, it shows me well, how different they are. Him, but or like, does it make him sort of like, wow, what kind of woman have I married? Like, well, not in, not in a yeah, bad no, way, yeah. but like, you've surprised me even more. Like, I'm in more, you know what I mean? Like, it's like when your spouse does But I also like, think like, Luke is not like that. Like, he doesn't want more fighting. Right. Like, he doesn't need the no, fighting like Mara does. But it's, it's so, coming. The fight yeah. is coming, and Mara yeah. recognizes that because she's the fighter. Yep. What's really cool about Mara, she specifically has had dark side force yeah. training. I mean, she yeah. was born into that. Yeah. Life. She was, yeah. yeah. She was brought up to be the Emperor's hand. So yep. her perspective on the force is just totally so different, different than Luke's. Luke's. So, by the way, yeah. Her conversation with Anakin about tattoos was so weird. What? That's weird. <laughs> I, okay, liked I liked it, it. so I much. I liked it so much. I, I, let, let's read that. I uh, I don't know if I have that mark. Do I, I have that mark? Can you, so you can much. search for words. You, there's, 11, like, there's 11 matches for tattoo in this book, <laughs> in case you guys wondered. Awesome. Um, Playing the lip And game. also, while you're looking that up, how boss is Leia in this with her speeches and just standing up? First off, letting Han do and be Han. Be like, you know what, Han? You're feeling sorry for yourself. I get it. Chewie's dead. Go do your thing. And she's like, nah, I'm not going to just make sure Han's okay. He can take care of himself. I'm going to go in the Senate, try to take care of the galaxy. The galaxy needs me because that's what Leia does. She's a boss, man. I love her in this book. There's not a lot of her, but no. there's enough of her to be just like. Han mm. is, he, she specifically has some cool things. She talks about Bale, about being in the Senate with Bale when she was younger, which I really liked that. Learning from him about how to deal yeah. with these, with the senators and stuff. There's a cool moment when she's appealing to the Senate. They don't want to believe her. They they believe she's there bringing this crisis to them so that she can gain power back in the Senate. And Borsk Falia, of course, it's him, accuses her of like, oh my god, that dude, blowing this whole thing out of proportion as some like, yeah, (laughs) yes, as some like power play to get back in the Senate. She's like, this is sad for you, Senator or whatever. So anyway, tattoos. Let's talk about tattoos. We were gonna read. We're talking twos. Talking twos, talking tats. Talking tats. So they're watching some Dantari people, which I will say slightly problematic, the Dantari people in this, Why? the savages. Yeah. I don't I just they're don't just cavemen. They're all. just cavemen, I guess. We'll just That's call them all. cavemen. They're watching these Dantari people tattoo themselves. It's like a rite of passage. And Anakin says, I would never want to get a tattoo. Best to avoid identifying marks, I think. Which is a weird cool. thing to say, but but totally normal for totally a totally normal to say. thing for a little kid, a fourteen year old to say. But then 
Mara's like, I guess it would be easier for a Jedi to find you, which is a weird thing for her to say, too. It's all like this lead up because it ends with Mara laughing and then they get found by the Dantari people because she laughs. So it's a weird forced conversation. It was your laugh. It was your joke. Yes. So, but she ends up saying something about it's best to avoid identifying marks, you know, in case a Jedi is chasing you or something like that. And Anakin's like, well, you don't have any tattoos, do you? And she's like, well, your Uncle Luke caught me, didn't he? Or was like, I was caught by a Jedi or something. So you're and trying to say Mara Jade has a tramp stamp? That's, <laughs> that's the, kind of that's what the implication, the implication I got. And then Anakin's, Anakin's like, well, I'm not going to avoid, I'm going to avoid asking any more about that. The weird conversation between a nephew and aunt. <laughs> now first of I all, have that's the Skywalker very, incest I like, complex. I like that because that's a very real conversation. It is a very, like, it's it's one of those things where, like, you're talking with a family member and that's they go a little like too it. far and you're like, ooh, at least she's not a blood that aunt. That felt real. How? You've yeah. never had She's not a blood relative. That makes it cool. Makes it, makes it cool. Who has, here hasn't had an awkward conversation with a family member? Well, it happens. <laughs> I know. It happens. <laughs> Come on. But it's just funny. And then she laughs at what he says, and then the Dantari people find him. But then, oh boy! But then they all they make friends with the Dantari people and whatever. It's fine. But it's just like a, it was just a funny conversation about tattoos like in this it. book. And apparently, Mara Jade has a tattoo somewhere unmentionable. That's good, Jasmine. In case you ever wondered. All right. Good I will say this one thing. Now. Can I say one good thing about? Uh, Corin, sure. Yes, is that he has a silver lightsaber, and yeah, that's cool. End of comment. <laughs> that seems like another Gary Stu thing. Of yeah, it's like right. he's got the coolest lightsaber color you've never seen. <laughs> that's it. He's so cool. He has a silver lightsaber. <laughs> I, Anakin has a purple one. That's I cool. was going to. Jason has a green one. I was going to nerd confirmed. I was going to. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to. Let him speak. I'm Geneva Delfair. <laughs> I was going to form a game, and I kind of lost track of time and forgot to do it, which was going to be like Stackpole or Band's name, Yay. because there was going to because like I would read things and I would think that sounds like a band name, but I forgot to think of like fake ones and I couldn't find enough <laughs> examples. So one of them was Rainbow of Stains. Rainbow of Stains. I have that in here somewhere. I don't uh, know why I have that. In slash here. Rat. I like Stink Swappy, Emperor's RPG stuff. It does. Like Emperor's Black Bones. <laughs> I love and Emperor's Solar Collector. Solar Collector. Okay, okay, can I tell you? So like I yeah. love when they say Emperor's Black Bones. No, they say it a lot in this that's series. They do. They say it a ton, and I love it. You know no, why? Because yes. it's terrible. Oh, come on, man. I love it because there's not enough curse words in Star Wars. There's black. <laughs> There's what else is there? Criff. Criff. What's but Criff and Carabast were not old EU things. Because the way they Criff said it, it's like Criff Emperor's. Was? I don't remember Criff being it. Emperor's Black Emperor's Bones. Black Bones. In my mind, it's I like picture a pirate that. curse. Yeah. I know. That's no, cool. but I picture the Emperor's <laughs> by Odin's Black beard. Bones because he's so evil, he has black bones. I love it. I, I, I fooled I Jake with it. that when he brought up Emperor's Black Bones in the Discord. Yeah, Riley came up with this insane so explanation of the fact that, like, when. The more people use the dark side, the more their the more black their bones become. Or something. And I, I bought it. it too. I love it too. Accept I bought it. I know. With, in person, I made it up, and then I was just God like, speed, I was just seeing how black much. Bones. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> speaking of band names, yeah. Speaking of speaking of Christian, um, <laughs> let's talk about the Yuuzhan Vong in this book. Let's talk about. They're not in this book that much. N- no, well, not from their point of it's view. It's mostly our heroes observing them and learning yes. things about them, and we learn they're mean. They're real mean. They like pain. Can they don't seem to be, and that's an important point. They don't seem to be um, restraint, torture, pain. But but it's torture without purpose. Like mm-hmm. the pain seems to be is the it? purpose. Is yes, it? I well is it? 
We don't know. No, we don't technically know. <laughs> Not in this book. It doesn't. No, it like, doesn't really explain it. I know I'm being like all we see is trying like, to be yes. like podcast funny, but I'm just saying like in this book we don't know. What's podcast just, funny? We've never had that. Uh, yeah, just drive to one day. <laughs> As a fan, I can attest to that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Boom! Mic drop. See you later. <laughs> don't drop that. It's expensive. <laughs> oh, you really walked. You away. really left. Okay. <laughs> Uh no, but in this book they don't see the purpose behind the pain. Toast. They just see, <laughs> they just see that they the Vong get people as slaves. They torture them. They hurt them. They b- sort of break them mentally. Then they like they do their b- bidding no matter what. But we don't really see what it accomplishes. And if you're catching up, the Yuzhan Vong are basically immune to the effects of the Force. Yes, we get that more in this book. Yeah. In the first book, they're just sort of like, I can't it's, sense them. In this book, they're like, I can't sense it's them. It's officially <laughs> stated, like in Luke's little yeah. like, tribunal he has with his Jedi Council, that like, we can't sense these guys with the Force. They seem to thrive on pain, and they have natural... Like, everything about them is organic and biological. Yes, and no fact, mechanical. At one point, we see Jason and Luke observing them growing, growing their ship. A ship, yeah, which is the coolest. Insane. So cool. I love it. Literally everything is organic. Okay. I I like that our enemies are immune to the Force. You cannot use the Force to gain advantage over them like you can with any other enemy in Star Wars. And Mara's whole arc with Anakin is trying to teach him how to live without relying on the Force. Yeah. Because the Jedi, the new Jedi Order, is going to have to adapt the way they do things to deal with this new threat because they are not equipped to deal with this new threat, which I really like. The whole point of the series is the new Jedi Order has to adapt. You know why? Cool. Because Marjade is a fighter. She's not a Force yeah. fighter. She's just she's a, not a flat je- out fighter. She's Doesn't a Jedi, but like... Well, no, she's a, she's a Jedi fighter. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if we got to go to fists, mm-hmm. we're going to go to fists. It doesn't matter. She's going to win no matter what. She is a boss. It reminds it. me wow. of a line I will insert saying. here in a minute from KOTOR 2. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if she's going to use the force, she's going to use the force. Any yes. weapon at her exp- uh, disposal. At her dispense, yeah, disposal, thank you very much. Um, at her disposal, she's going to use. And so if it's her fist, if it's the force, if it's a lightsaber, she's going to use it. If it's a blaster, whatever it is to get the job done. Because that's basically who she was before she is what she is now, you know, in this book. Yeah. She's going to do it. And so she recognizes that if we're going to win, we got to kind of not get away from the force, but use it in ways outside of the box. Did I just say that? We need an army of Maras and Lukes, and not an army of Kipdurons. Is what is what it seriously <laughs> oh, like? Yeah. like that, that's what's happening here. You said it better than I did. There's a there's a um there's a quote in Kotor two where Kreia is speaking with a non Force user of your of your party, and you're not there, and they're talking about you, and she's like asking him to help you along with your mission, and he's like, "What can I do? I'm not a Force user. I don't. I can't really help." And she goes, "In some ways, you're more capable." than the exile because the exile has been stripped of the force she was a jedi she is no longer she's been stripped of the force if you're playing a female which i was um canon female female. but that's that's her name that's awesome her name is canon female (laughs) (laughs) 
just as good as Gannon Lysone, honestly. Yeah. So, but she says, in some ways, you're more capable than her. Take a Jedi, strip away the Force, and what's left? Mm. They rely on it so much that they, they they can't compensate once they lose their connection to the Force. Well, and Jason kind of comes to that conclusion. Jason, yeah, he kind of comes to that mm-hmm. conclusion in this book, too, is that, and Anakin does the same thing. They're both, like, they're both starting on the path where, like, we need to not rely on this as a crutch. Because they were, like, Luke was raised without the Force. Yeah. He gained skills, and then he was opened up to the Force, and he became better. These three kids have known the Force since day one, and they've been trained in the Force since day one. They need to learn to not rely on it. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, this series just spectacularly leads into The Last Jedi. Like, it's not canon. It's not canon anymore. No. But... It could be like this, this could okay. be Spike. This is actually being alive. Yes, this this is total. Like everything that Jason is saying, you could read it as planting seeds for Luke's eventual abandonment of the Force. What if Ben Solo? What yeah. if Ben Solo? Oh my god, up top. Oh my was, god. Would it change that much if Ben Solo was Jason Solo? No. And you have the new Jedi Order, and you turn Kylo Ren into Jason Solo. Exactly, he's the exact. He's like, yeah, minor tweaks. He killed his twin, (laughs) and he killed his younger brother Anakin, and then then you start the movies there. And I think it would almost work. I really, I think it would super work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really think that Chewie being dead might be the only thing that caused them to change which we talked about in vector prime leland she said that's the reason they wanted to get rid of it because they wanted chewy around because realistically you really just could call ben solo uh you could call him jason and it would change nothing it would change nothing here's the thing in real life that would work, but Harrison Ford's done, and everybody knew her. Like we all knew before Force Awakens. What? Yeah, you. Yeah. Solo they, they're was a little. Die. Yeah, we knew it. We knew that. But if they, let's say Harrison Ford was on board, Force Awakens, Chewie's a dead Wookie. <laughs> like he's a dead man, and we're sticking closer to this. I think. I think. Are you, know you know what saying? I, mean? what, I don't understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is that because Harrison Ford is not on board, you can't go with this storyline because oh i see do you know what i mean so you have to basically swap mm. han for chewy because chewy's still around obviously in canon yeah. well i think it's mostly Han's the director not- i think i think jj abrams is gonna say screw all these books i want chewy in my movie well that that's a part of it too i'm not saying it's just either or or like black and white like that mm. but i think han, you know harrison ford doesn't want to be han solo anymore so everybody knew he, he wanted to be out of it he didn't want to be in return of the jedi really and that's mm. famously known but the way they handle Chewie's death in the previous book, Vector Prime, is so classy and it's so wonderful and it's heroic and it's triumphant in its own sad way and it's just it's heartbreaking and it's wonderful. But I, I just I just think it's different and we're in different spaces and I think given you know with Hollywood and all this other stuff, you have to factor all that stuff in and that's why it doesn't really work. But I think if it does line up, we get this we get this book series as movies, is what I'm trying to say. I think, for the most part, that's what's inexplicable to me about people who are like, "Oh, canon is gone," and the, Disney's ruined everything. It's like this is really. I mean, and I'm coming into this as someone who, when we started the show, I'd never read any Star Wars books. I really? was only into the new mm. movies. I mean, I wow. was only into the movies. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm just coming into this, and I'm like, man, 
if you told me that this was canon, I'd be like, oh my god, so this is kind of why yeah. Luke ends up doing what he does because yeah. Jason <laughs> gave him these little hints. Yeah. Like it, it really lines up well. I, I don't understand why people it's not feel so different. Like this was such a betrayal. I, yeah. I I think it is literally that what what Jasmine was saying earlier, which is that if a character that they love dies, no, this is not possible mm-hmm. because I need. Uh, a dad figure in real life and that was Luke uh, and that's I, like having my dad can we do a dramatic reading Please. that fits into what you're saying right yes. now we mentioned a Twitter thread at the beginning of this sure. with a lot of people complaining about how The Last Jedi was a betrayal of Luke's character from EU just Luke's character yeah. in general or the OT or, or the OT yeah. or whatever so I thought it would be fitting if we read this exchange between Jason and Luke they're on Belkaden they're watching a bunch of slaves um, be tortured and stuff by the Yujin Vong. This is the first time they've stumbled upon that. And they they watch like one of these slaves get like murdered pretty brutally. It like yeah. describes it and it's pretty gross. The audiobook pretty... is unpleasant to listen to. <laughs> it's very unpleasant they go a to read. Too hard yeah, he goes, sound effects. He really Oh yeah, they do. I forgot. They get way into the sound effects yeah. for this death. So Yeah. It's gross. It's, gr- it's gross. <laughs> it's really gross. It's, so like splashing and yeah, it's like squishing. It's Ooh. gross. So Obviously, they are disturbed to see this, and and we're going to read it, uh, an exchange between Luke and Jason after they see this happening, and um, we're basically doing recon. Basically doing recon, mm-hmm. and and Luke was he just mentions like this that that Vong was different from the ones we've seen before. He's just like a cold blooded killer, mm-hmm. but you know I wish we'd seen more of them. So we're going to start here with Jason's response. Jason smiled. We'll get to see him up close soon enough. Luke shook his head. I certainly hope not. The younger Jedi blinked. But we have to do something for the slaves. Do we? Luke's expression sharpened as disbelief rolled out from Jason. Remember why we're here. To save the New Republic and those people are part of the New Republic. Jason pointed to the south. You can feel how much pain they're in, how much damage the Yuzan Vong have done to them. How can you not think of moving to free them? I do think of it, but I also know it's not practical. Not at this stage. We have a lot to learn here. It's not a satisfactory choice, but a necessary one. Jason's head came up. Freeing them will doom the New Republic? Or will it merely make your mission to save your wife that much tougher? Luke stiffened, but choked down the outrage. His nephew's question had sparked in him. It helped that he could read the horror in Jason's eyes, but the question still stung bitterly. Is that what you think the real reason for our being here is? You think I would come here just to save Mara? I think, Uncle Luke, that you love her so much that you'd do anything to save her. The youth glanced down. I'm sorry for saying what I did. I didn't mean it. Actually, Jason, you did mean it. It is a paradox. We have to allow some people to be in pain so that others can avoid it. It's an easy choice when you're the one who will be hurting, but tougher when others have to suffer. You have to agree, though, that we can do nothing right now. We don't know enough about the Yuzhen Vong presence here. We don't know enough about the slaves. We don't even know if they can be saved. For all we know, they've agreed to this treatment. Jason glanced out at where the man's body had returned to the surface and floated there placidly. I can't imagine his death was part of any bargain. You're probably right, but we're not in a position to do anything for the slaves. But to do nothing, that's not, not being a Jedi flesh around Luke's eyes tightened. I thought you were the one who didn't want any part of these missions. I 
thought you were the one who decided the essence of being a Jedi was to go off and study your relationship with the Force. I did, but... Jason, you have to understand something, something very important. As smart as you are, as much training as you have, as much of the galaxy you've seen, you still are only 16 years old. You only have 16 years of experience. <sighs> Having more experience doesn't mean making difficult decisions are easier, but it does let you know that sometimes the tough decisions must be made. Jason's expression hardened into an impassive mask. I understand, Master. <sighs> he uses the word Master in the same tone that a slave might use to address his owner. Okay, so Michael Stagpole is very good. I yes. really like that. I like that Luke is like, he's mulling it over. He's kind of seeing things in Jason that Jason probably doesn't recognize in himself. And I love the whole parallel of we've got real slaves and masters with the Yuzhan Vong and their culture and the way they view slaves. But then it's also the way the Jedis have, you know, apprentices and masters and everything like that and is it equal is it not equal jason's mulling it over and we see that's why we see shades of the dark side especially because at the beginning of this book or at least just branching out into other aspects of the force yeah be because at the beginning of this book jason tells luke i want to leave i want to go study the force you know exactly what luke was like insulting him over there yeah and luke says if you want to do that that's fine but not right now right now you need to come with me and investigate this planet. So, like, Jason has made it clear what he wants to do, and Luke is still like, yes, yes, I know you want to do that, but I need your help. You need to come with me and figure out what's going on in Belkaden. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's kind of like Jason might be feeling like he doesn't have a choice right now. Right, exactly. Which is why he goes and does something very stupid in a minute, <laughs> oh, which is not yeah. in the audiobook. Yeah, no, no. It's insane. Let's hear it. I don't know about this. He has like a dream and a vision of him saving oh, a bunch yes. of slaves. Yes. And he goes and he tries to save them and he ends up getting captured and like, and that's just all completely cut out of the audio book. It and it's just like they why. show up on Dantooine later. But like Luke has to go get him, I think. I didn't I didn't get that far because I ran out of time because oh. you guys showed up at my house. <laughs> so I'm blaming so you guys. Uh, he's blaming me because I showed up way too early. No, it's okay. Because I was over eager. I wouldn't have finished it in so 10 minutes. I'm excited to be with these guys. But uh, what I can say uh, is Luke is, to me, for me, equal personally. parts Yoda, <laughs> personally, equal parts Yoda, equal parts Obi-Wan, equal parts Return of the Jedi Luke. And it's, in my notes, I have it nice, with like eight, <laughs> eight eyes. It's nice. I love it. It's like, he's like a, a melding pot of like this wisdom, this like, not uh, sarcasm that Obi-Wan has. It's just like, you know, just like, eh, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm kind of a rogue, but I stick to the order. And then also kind of Luke where it's just like, eh, you know, I'm a, I'm a farm boy. And I I don't play by everybody's rules. But, you know, I I, I'm, I got, still got a heart of gold or whatever. So it's all just smushed into one. And I think it works really, really well. I have two things to say about this particular segment, yes. which is... Uh, number one, this this segment reminded me of the Phantom Menace with Qui Gon uh, when Anakin is freed, but he says, you know, we didn't exactly come here to free slaves. Yeah, that gets a lot of flack, and rightfully so. You you could Why? read it as a kind of a problem with the Jedi that they're not concerned about freeing slaves, but also I think you could read it into what Luke's reasoning is here, which is that. 
yes, there are issues here, but mm-hmm. the entire galaxy is in danger unless we yeah. get out of here. So let me finish my second point, which <laughs> is that there are a lot of um, – I, you guys are the ones that put this in my head because you always say that, like, Superman and Luke were kind of the same. Like, EU Luke was basically just Superman. And Lots of times, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and for – Not I, I, in this. Not really A this. lot of times – both. That manifests itself in him being super powerful, but I think what this does is it gets into the morality of Superman, which is that you can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. That's Superman's greatest conflict, his inner conflict, is that you can't save right. everyone. So I like that you have Luke voicing that. It's like, yeah, we have these powers to save people, but we don't have time to save everybody all the time. You do have to prioritize. It, it also gives you a it, glimpse of a Luke that is willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. a small number of pe- people mm-hmm. or perhaps sacrifice a person for the greater Odd. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or for people is, he Is loves. that in this book or is it in the other book where it's like you have to sacrifice um, some pain for a little amount of people to save a lot of people? Is that in this book? Well, I mean, he, he kind of just said, He kind right? of says it. No, he doesn't there's, come there's out. There's a line yeah. in it. It's, it's I don't remember. Leia or Luke. I can't remember. I don't remember that. That they might be another book. Or, or something like that. But if or, I can interrupt... Uh, first off, if you want to hear more about uh, Batman vs Superman, uh, listen to the movie ball with uh, Jacob Kreitz and Matt <laughs> West coming soon. Coming soon. No, but if I can respond to that, who who thinks that the line about slavery, not freeing slaves, is is a thing? Literally we'll everybody. Everybody. Here, everybody I've uh, no, heard oh, talk really? About the I've never I've never had a problem with that, and you know why? Because there's bigger problems in the galaxy. The galaxy is absolutely massive, and it's not the yeah. Jedi's problem to solve every little individual problem. And you're like, well, slavery is a big problem, and I'm like, well. First off, the connotation of slavery is different from our universe versus the Star Wars galaxy. Let's not mix the two. And I think Qui-Gon has, has a good point because I, I they're not exactly, you know, Anakin and his mom aren't exactly like completely tortured and seem like in a horrible condition. They seem like they're in pretty good shape. Yes, they are slaves, but that's not the point. The point is that there are bigger things going on in the galaxy and also the will of the force is leading them to other conflicts and other things going on. Here's what I don't like. Is it the will of the force though? Leading them to other well, things? That's, that's, that's because interpretation, but here's the problem. There is no slavery in the Republic. Yeah. Any worlds that are in the Republic are slavery free. Are tats is Tatooine part of that? No, Tatooine is not part of the Republic. Well, it's Remember the Huts, by Huts the Huts gangsters. The Huts are gangsters. All right, that's what I'm saying. S- but so here's what it is: the Jedi are not serving the will of the Force. The Jedi are serving the will of the Republic. Yes. Wherever there are Republic planets, there is no slavery because the Jedi have been there. How do you know it's there. not one and the same? <laughs> what do you mean? How it's not one of the same? How it's not one? Of, how you know it's not one and the same? Because the Republic know fell. The Republic. How do you know, that? do you know that's also not the will of the Force? Well, then, the how do we know anything is the will of the Force? Because the will of the Force is not good or bad. The will of the Force is a thing. It's like the weather. Does it rain or is it sunshine? Or is one bad and one's good? No, we need both Listen, rain and sunshine. Listen, I've been on record saying I think we should destroy the Force in itself. <laughs> and I will stick by I that. Like I'm going to fight you on this, this dude. But, this but, isn't, this isn't no, the seriously. episode for this. But, but I... Go ahead. Why is why is it okay for Naboo, according to the Force, if that's what we're going by, why is it okay for Naboo to be slave free, but for Tatooine for there to be slaves allowed? See, I don't I don't buy yeah. into that. The that the it's the will of the Force directing the Jedi. It's the Republic. Where the Republic is, the I'm Jedi pl- take I, care I, of I, problems, listen. and where the Republic is not, the Jedi don't care. I agree with you. I'm playing devil's yeah. advocate here. I know. I I'm just saying. So that's my issue with that scene. Is not that it's 
Qui-Gon specifically is not there to rescue slaves. What's it's it? that the Jedi I'm just, are I'm not there to, to rescue Jake's slaves. Jake's point there. Yeah. Do you know what he was trying to say? No, I'm just kidding. No! I am... Uh, you must hate yourself because I'm trying to compliment <laughs> you and you're just like, yeah, shut up. Yeah. I, smack I, you down. Yeah, you need to be more loyal to yourself, Jake. <laughs> and to my friends and family. <laughs> what was it that he said? Friends and family He plan. used a, a word that was really funny. That's Okay. Well, I was going to play a part of this audiobook that struck me as like the most impossibly Proceed. Star Wars sentence like ever. Proceed. The Schwappi have since overgrazed the world. Allowing storms to pick up and redistribute a lot of soil through wind erosion. The predators, most notably the slash rats, are adept at moving through the resulting dunes. They hunt the Schwappi that have not found burrows in which to hibernate. Trista pointed toward the tarps. What we have back there is called stink. It's the essence of rendered slash rats. Okay, That's what that? they smell like after being several days dead. Yeah. Can I read that? Can I read we that? have it called Stink. Okay, so slash rats Stink. were rodent-like predators native to oh, oh Bimelo. So? They hunted in packs and had powerful olfactory senses. Mm, Stink. Whenever a slash rat had made a kill, the pack would unleash a combination of sweat and pheromones called kill scent. Kill scent and oh, Stink. When a slash rat was killed, its corpse would release a different scent called Stank. <laughs> or stink to the layman, which sometimes from multiple packs, forming a inescapable zone called a kill ball. One strategy oh from escaping God. slash rat was to distract them from all the kill ball, since they would ignore all other prey. I now this book is not a home run. It is a good <laughs> book. <laughs> It is a good book. I'd, that's I'd call well, that's it a, why I say he's good, not great. I'd call this a triple. Because this is not a home run. A because <laughs> there are segments like this, and you're like, who cares, Michael Stackpole? And where are these segments, strangely? First off, in the abridged audiobook. No, off, I see they what you're are saying. where Corin Horn is. Yeah. Honestly. I see what you're saying with Stink or Slash Rat. Generic name, find a better name. Find a more Star Wars name. Slash right? rat. I'm saying, why and are we then talking also, about rats and stink? Well, well <laughs> Schwappy. Schwappy and stink. The stink is really what's 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 sensitive the stink? What's with the stink? stink. Hashtag what's with the stink. There However, is a galaxy-wide invasion. <laughs> why are we worrying about stink? Yeah. yeah. There is there is one good thing that comes of this stink, though, is that at one point, Ganner wants to go do something stupid, and yeah. Corrin is trying to stop him from doing something stupid. It's kind of the same deal as like Luke and Jason, yes. where they see slaves, and Ganner wants to go, and, and Corrin wants to stop him. So he uses the Force to project and then like a huge amount of that stink like it seems like Ganner is smelling all that stink because yes, he like projects it into nuts. his mind. He makes him think that he is smelling it like an, uh, like an obscene amount of this stink. Yeah. It's and insane. then Ganner starts like puking and stuff. Yeah, and it is it's insane. It's so funny. This book is I don't know if it's funny, but it is a thing that happens. I like it absolutely. I tell you what, it, it's not always good, but it's always entertaining. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it sometimes Would you agree it with gets that? into it. No, yeah. maybe let's spend yeah. like no. five, it's definitely five can I say, minutes. Can I say four yeah. B okay. words? Bureaucratic, Borsk, Bothan is a butthole. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Borsk is but I the to, worst. He's but always I the worst. I say this. I like the bureaucratic political stuff in this, and that's weird for me because a lot of the complaints for the prequels is too much political stuff. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I just think the political stuff is not interesting. Political stuff can be interesting, and it can be dramatic. That's why John be... Grisham has a career. Exactly. It can be engaging, and this book 
there's enough sprinkle about every time there's a political scene and Leia's in there and he's she's with that butthole boffin Borsk Failia. God, I can't stand Borsk Failia. He's bad from minute one and he's in so God, many Star he's Wars so books. Many Star Wars in the Wars trilogy, he's always like, mm, I don't know about you, kid. And now and now he's the Chancellor of the Republic, so he's even worse. I don't like your face. <laughs> so he comes in and but every time he comes in though, I have to say, he's a good foil because it makes it interesting. It makes it engaging, and he's a character I, I, you love to hate. He's a exactly. I'm sick of him. <laughs> he loves, loves. No, no. It, it makes the political. Don't tell me what I don't think. <laughs> no, I just, I just think that it makes it interesting for me because a lot of people are like, yeah, the bore, boring political stuff in Star Wars is not needed. I disagree. You can make it engaging. And, and like sprinkle it out and it's like little seasoning like little Star Wars spice I want to wrap this up soon so let's talk yes. about what you want to do five minutes I'm... on Jaina Solo because mm-hmm. we haven't really talked about her yeah. and I, she goes through a lot of oh, cool stuff sticks. in this too let's talk about her name sticks. is Sticks now which rules I love it <laughs> remind me why it's Sticks it's because, because she has a, a stick a lightsaber she has a lightsaber which and, they call a stick that's right and she has her like joystick joystick for the pilot in the X-Men she's called Sticks I love it nickname ever but oh, i love it I so love much it. yeah i love it i good. think it's so cute and great and the fact that she loves it she's like i got a call I sign i got a call sign i'm in rogue one and i got a call sign i was so, happy for yeah, her that was really i was cool. walking my dog yeah and, like i was listening to this book i was walking to it and they were like sticks and she was like she didn't she didn't realize who she was yeah. and when she grasped that she had a nickname and she was in rogue one yeah, and yeah. She, or she was in the rogue squadron it was like oh my god i felt so happy for her yeah it she's was such a great character it, it was a fun moment jana gets um she gets some cool moments with leia where internally she expresses disappointment that her mother has never taken to becoming a jedi yeah like she's disappointed in the lost potential of leia now she doesn't say this to leia but i i kind of like her inner monologue saying that she's disappointed that leia never but then she's like kind of glad she's like well it's the one thing she's kind of got mommy issues in a weird way yeah because she's like it's the one thing that i have over my mother like she's a better diplomat than me she's better at all these things than me she you know she won wars and i haven't done anything but at least yeah i wish that she'd lived up to her potential in the jedi but at least that's something i have that my mom doesn't can i say two things yeah Gina is a weird mix. It's a weird mix of Han and Leia. Yeah, she is a really She's good a, mix of and the she, And she creates something completely new. And the other thing is, I want more Gina in my life <laughs> she's so great i she want her really I, yeah. I, as i go on i hope she's more of an emphasis on she the books because she, she is just is. there's just like there's so this is what i love and hate about this book is that you get sprinklings of stuff you love and you're like no wait come back i want more of that in a way and they're like no schwappy i mean <laughs> <laughs> slash rat jana kind of becomes the new luke she does, yeah. Because while just like Ray, is that makes me very excited. While just Anakin so. and while Anakin and Jason have their little spats, and they argue about who is right about their interpretation of the Force, and they're off doing their own thing. Yeah, Jaina quietly becomes the the hero of the Republic. Yeah, like she's the one who. You she's can the trust. amazing X-Wing fighter. She, and she's the one who you can trust is going to save the day. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who's going to do the right thing. She's never going to waver in her faith the way no, that Anakin no. and Jason she's both soft. do. She, and she's it's, Leia. That's she's rock she's, solid. Yes. Leia is rock solid. She gets the best parts of Leia and the best but, parts, parts of Han. But, no, but the fact that she's sure of herself means that she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> well, that's uh, true. Women can't have confidence or they're a Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
I uh, disagree. I grew up with three strong women. It is. Wonderful. We were being sarcastic. Nice I hope that came across. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> oh, darn. No, it didn't. You're... We got to wrap it so. up. All right, all right. One final thing. Sure. Jaina makes a point that she uh, felt like she was pressured to become a Jedi. I just think that was an interesting yeah. note. Yeah. When she's talking to Danny Quee, she kind of makes it like, she's like, I didn't really, because Danny's talking about the life she chose to be a scientist, and Jaina's like, I, you know, I'm a Jedi. I didn't really get to chew this. This kind of was thrust upon me because we're all so very strong in the force. Interesting note. Jane is, Jane is interesting in this book and I like her. Yes. Yeah. It's great. She's great. Uh, What's your final? You had a final thing. Say I your do final have thing, a final and then thing. we can wrap it up. Um, Thirty seconds. I love <laughs> Jason and Anakin's heart. And to be to heart. clear, to be clear, he is reading this. It's not coming off the yeah, top of his brain. Re- he's reading things that he's reader read McGee. These are notes that I read as I was. I wrote as he I was has a bound novel in front of him. <laughs> I just don't I want do. people to think you're like so eloquent off the top I'm of your not, head. You have I'm to write not. things down and we then save. Do him. not want people to think that you're eloquent. Now, please continue. I, I want to come back on the show. It's such a wonderful experience. <laughs> no, Jason and Anakin have a great heart to heart. It's touching. It, there's some foreshadowing there. I love that. But that's not what I. <laughs> hey. Yes, I love it. You're so great. Um, but here's my thing. This is a to all Star Wars fans, big and small, whatever. I'm getting bigger. I understand Tiny why awesome. people are upset about the EU not being canon anymore and how the sequel trilogy is maneuvering core characters and some of them are just gone altogether, you know, and I do not share their feelings. I understand it, but I do not share it. The EU still exists. The trequel the sequel trilogy Trequel. Exists. Trequel trilogy. The trequel trilogy <laughs> that comes around with Alice in Wonderland. You got to eat trequel. It's good. Um, nice poll. But <laughs> but people have two things to love. People. Not one True. thing to hate. Not one thing to love. You know, it's this nerd thinking. It's this like culture. Stop focusing on what's canon and what's not. This is a thought process. We need to get away from it. Just start enjoying everything. We have a lot. We have a ton of Star Wars. You know what I mean? There's a lot of variety to savor, to relish, to adore. Stop focusing on what we don't have and stop start focusing on what we do have. Mm. If you love the old canon, great. Horns you can just do it. rising in the background as he says. This. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just flag I say we love. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I say we love because we all love Star Wars. We all love Star Wars. And, um, and it's many shapes and sizes. So just Are you saying not to fight what you hate but to save what you love? This guy. Oh, buddy. He gets it. Here's, here's he the thing. Oh, That's, that was a nice note to end on. It is a nice note to end on, but we're all Can in. Can I say one thing? Yes, please oh, wait, say that one, thing. one thing. One more thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> sure. Uh, what's your... Forget it, Jake. It's podcasting town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was a weird pull. That was a weird pull. The two Jakes? <laughs> the two Jakes. That's hey, the next that movie. That's the next movie. Stupid. Did you have a thing to say? No, I don't have oh, okay. a thing to say. Just that, yeah, these books aren't canon anymore, and look how much we're enjoying them. Who cares? <laughs> if you enjoy it, enjoy it. It's fine. Yeah. It's still a thing to you. Jasmine I'm loving it. has been preoccupied. I don't want the listeners to think that we have just been purely talking over her life. It's been a busy do. night for Jasmine. She's dealing with yeah, she's work got stuff. stuff. She's got Jazz. stuff going on. As a fan... Enough. You're my favorite. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Riley's my favorite, person. but I like you. Too. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Never mind. Okay. So I'm the least favorite. As we know, the power Shut up, Jake. No one's talking to you. Mm. I uh, just wanted to let you all know that I think that one of your many issues is that you're devoid of loyalty to your family and friends. <laughs> and uh, I. <laughs> 
On that note. On that note. This has been delicately curated long form discussion of the International Beloved Star I rate Wars this saga. book like an A plus, or not an A plus. I, oh. I rate this like an A minus out of four. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Uh, it's an A. It's a modern fanatic, Bradley lovingly, Big Leaguers, the Christian Thing Wars, your host, Riley. Hey, th- sorry this was so abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> this just happened. Jasmine, what's your rating based on hearing what we said about it? Um, Did you hear a word we said yeah. about this? <laughs> I think Which it saw like a, sounded like a like a solid seven or eight. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Good call. Okay, Mac. yeah. And how you doing, Chewbacca? What? <laughs> what is your rating for this book? Out of rating nine million. Out of nine million, <laughs> I would say a solid seven mil. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. very solid. I gotta go, with Jess. She's she's on it. She's nailed it. Yeah. Excuse me. And I don't like to uh, find numbers Jake. to pieces of art, so uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Wow, aren't you progressive? <laughs> yeah, we're done. Bye. Pretentious. <laughs> Rotten Jake Matos over here. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Boy, the fun game is off. It's, it's off tonight. I'm, I was like a hair. Huh? It's like there was a hair in it, but it there's was there's a hair. There's a hair in my boot. <laughs> You're too old for that reference. <laughs> I was I was choked on a gummy worm. Are you kidding me? That's my uh, bread and butter. I was 15 years old. That's when the movie so came funny, out. Jake. Okay. I was so excited about that movie. Uh, I love yes. Toy Story. Are you kidding me? Dude, uh, you should be proud of that tweet. Not like legit. Like that is. I awesome. mean, honestly, I've done a lot of things in my life. That's number one. I got a tweet with uh, double digits. Big once. shout out to yeah. Christina. Woo. Yeah, yeah, Christina, if you're listening, tweet. What? No, I you're mean, second to the tweet. Tr- yeah, yeah, that's what I'm Sorry. trying to say. Sorry. She is second to the tweet. We love you. You're great. You're Ugh. fantastic. Person. I accidentally just swallowed that, that wormhole. Tweet. Will you shut up about what? You swallowed you like a wormhole? <laughs> I accidentally just swallowed that wormhole. A wormhole? Yeah, <laughs> wormhole. A white hole? Wormhole? Normal from Garfield? We'll start over. <gasps> oh, let's talk about Garfield. You no, let's not Garfield. talk about Garfield. What Barfield. About, you know the one from the 90s? And it's the people on the farm and, the, and Sheldon, he's in the yeah. shell. Welcome Barfield. to Grandma Talking. Talk that you're here to long from Barfield. Riley, Jasmine. So, what are you trying to say? Random House Audio presents. That is presents. what that is what it says at the beginning <laughs> of the book. So, Wait, why does it always tell it? Random House Audio yeah, presents. They do the prime, the snottiest man. R.A. Salvatore. <laughs> it always sounds like somebody in a closet with a cold, and that's they're yelling like, from the closet the into a microphone on the other side of the door. Yeah, it does sound like that. Um, sometimes it do sound like that. Sometimes it sound like that. I. Start crying. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I burp, it's like I'm gonna cry. Cut that out. And pizza guy. Oh hey, that was a good call. Bald pizza guy. <laughs> Fusion. This <laughs> is where I would flex if I had muscles. Nobody's a Dragon Ball fan. Fusion, huh? My husband is, and I can't stand it. <gasps> oh, I love him. Where's Zeke? A lot of yelling. Oh, a lot of yelling and punching. It's fun. So it's much so yelling good. and punching. <laughs> it is. It's I dumb. It. I you should it. call it. I, I love it, man. I love, I'm sorry. It's not my so kind much. of dumb. Oof. Not my kind of dumb. Your, what's your kind of dumb? Real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know. This is a very good tangent. Really good. I hope it makes the blooper real. I, I hope it does. Now.
it is a perilous time for the new republic. <laughs> Jake is learning, discovering how to eat pizza no, with his mouth. No, my cheese fell off too. <laughs> Shut up, Riley. You order this pizza. It's a mess. It tastes good, though. It does taste good. It tastes it's great. It's a mess. Yeah. But why is it in pieces? Why can't it be together? It's like the best pizza, pizza I've ever had, it's but... pizzas. I love this part, by the way. I it's a good part. You, I knew you would it pick this It fits part. so well yeah. with... I don't with even Jake's know you that well, thread, but I knew you would pick this. It part. fits so well with Jake's thread and about what Luke is like and yeah. how it's mm-hmm. how the Last Jedi is a betrayal of Luke. And I was reading this last yeah. night, and I'm like, oh, this is just this is we have to read this. Yeah, I, yeah. I read this five times. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, so I read it over five hundred times. We're gonna do a dramatic <laughs> reading. <laughs> callbacks. callbacks. Jake wins. Way callbacks. I do think of it, but I also know it's not proc. It's not. It's not practical. It's not proctologist. <laughs> it's not a proctologist. Oh man, I can't believe I'm the first one to mess up. <laughs> so embarrassing.